Welcome to this weekly episode of Weekly Chicken with uh, Brett and Morgan. Yep. This week we are talking about very important concepts. Con- concepts. Thank you. Excuse me. Of deleting people out of our life and never giving up. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? I'll let you go first. I'm really hyped up for my. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what I mean is by deleting people from your life. It's like what Brett and I did in our backyard today was we saw a bunch of ugly-ass weeds, and we were like, this is not good for the plants, especially because this is my dad's house, and yeah, so we went to Home Depot and pew, pew, pew with the sprayers and got rid of them, and we'll see tomorrow how well we did. So I thought that was a good concept to talk about with people. I do not mean literally spray them in the the face (laughs) with weed killer or anything malicious like that, because that would be bad. But um, if there's someone or people in your life that you're like, I go with this person and I never have good conversations or good feelings or good, like, anything with them, um, and I actually leave their presence feeling like shit about myself or um for or like in my case an old co-worker I would extend like an olive olive leaf to her and she would literally rip it up throw it on the ground stomp on it and then light on fire metaphorically speaking um like verbally wise she would so like we're talking about cutting people out of your life so I have a friend who I have been close friends with this person since, I've known this guy since elementary school. And so it's very hard, and and some of you may be able to relate to this or not, I'm not sure, but when you have known someone that long and you have so many different memories with them, it's very hard to just let go of that and say this person's toxic in my life. Like um, someone might say, well, what does it mean to be toxic? It means they add they add zero things to your life, to your health, to your mental being, and to your well-being. Like, for instance, I had a very big crush on him in high school, and there's a point where I was like, one day when we get married, we shouldn't have kids because I'd be a really terrible mother. And he's like, yeah, you would. And I'm like, this is a guy that I really, really liked, and in some ways, actually saw myself in a future with. This is a guy before I met Remy, obviously. And so, it was heartbreaking, and ever since that point, I just, it was like a lot of pining, and a lot of some moments, it was like, this is what I want, and then I'd be chasing that feeling. And so, and I went to go see him graduate, And while the entire time I was there, I was, like, going between, this is awesome and this sucks and this is awesome. And as Remy puts it, I have never come back from hanging out with him feeling good about myself. And so, um, so that, but then, and I think, well, I won't talk to him ever again. And then that makes me think, well, when I was in high school, this person brought me into his family. Like, not literally, I didn't literally live with him, but, like. We were best friends, we hung out all the time, and, like, his parents loved me, and it was awesome, and it was everything that I was kind of hoping for, like, and, like, the ideal perfection family, like, what I thought was a perfect family, 
And so one thing that I've thought about when Brett's like, okay, think of things like I, I hate doing the five tips because, because mm-hmm. concepts like this do not take five steps to do. It's like saying five steps to shaving your legs in comparison to five steps to getting rid of toxic people. It's, it's not the same thing, but like, I feel like one thing that I can bring to the table in Self-Help Shark and that we try to explain here is like ways to kind of, if you're dealing with that problem, how to like organize that and make it into like, here's my next step, here's my next goal, here's my next, where do I go from here, kind of thing. So... Um, I guess some people may think getting rid of toxic people is easy. Some people are like, this is overwhelming. I can't just exile my friends since whatever grade. Both are valid ways to think about it. Absolutely valid. Everyone is like, this is People have different experiences. And so for me, it's like, I guess, five steps to getting rid of toxic people, I suppose, or like de-weeding your life from toxic people, I guess number one would be, you know, do you feel like if you're, there's a, if you're at this point where you're like, is this a toxic person? There is something going on to where somebody has said something or done something to make you feel like, ouch, that was not a good interaction. And so if you're at this point, I feel like you should already be thinking, okay, well, I'm at this point. What happened to get to this point? Did they say something? Did they do something? Did they not say something or do something? How are they making you feel about yourself? Because every person that you interact with should, I mean, they shouldn't make you feel better. I mean, yes, they should make you feel better about yourself, but it's not their main job. Like if they as a person just make you feel better about yourself or you can enjoy being around them, then they are not a toxic person. So if like, let's say you have Let's say you have a friend from band or marching club or work that you're like, I really like them. We've had a lot of good times together, blah, blah, blah. And then you're like, but, you know, I was in their presence and all we did was go to McDonald's and I felt like shit about myself. Like, that is where I feel like you should start thinking, is this a toxic person? And it, like, what should I be doing with this based off of how this feels? So I guess to make this into a five-step thing, if you want to, if we're going to, like, make this in layman's terms, I guess, and really dumb this down a lot. Number one, I would say is reflect on how that person is making you feel and say, does this make me feel good or bad? Whatever the answer is, hopefully it's good, then you don't have anything to worry about. If it's bad, then it's like, okay, how are they making me feel bad? Is it the words? Is it what they're doing, not doing? How is it making me feel bad? And then from there, I wouldn't just nix them out of your life. I would talk to them about it. And if things don't seem to change or they don't care or they don't think there's a problem, then I would, I would, um, I would make that hard decision to say, do I need to X and A this person for my life? This is also applicable to boyfriends and girlfriends and partners in general that you're like, this person makes me feel like shit. This is not a problem that we can solve right now. What do we need to do about it? So first prop, first step is to be like, okay, they're making me feel like this. How do I fix it? Second step is, if it's not fixing it, what do I need to do about it? And you talk about it. And then by like, this is all like a jumbled kind of messy thing because human relationships are not a one through five thing, but this is kind of general guidelines. 
So by five, I feel like you're either either they're out of your life or you're getting ready to put them out of your life or you fix the problem and you're all Gucci. By five, you should have some sort of resolution that fixes the issue from step one. And if you're not there yet, then you got to think about, okay, what is it that I need to do to find? Because honestly, I have been in areas of my life where I am the toxic one. I don't like to admit it. I, I never want to own up to it, but I am. And there's points where the other person, where I, like the toxic person has to say, okay, I'm being toxic. And if they don't realize that, then that's where the hard conversation has to come from and say, you're being toxic or I'm being toxic. Let's break this friendship, relationship, whatever ship off. So I feel like that's really important to talk about with self-help is like, like if you are involved with people in your life like this can be also family this is just this is not ex like e e exclusive to friends partners whatever it is entirely possible to have like that great grandma ruth that like everybody and their mom respects but you're like she makes me feel like shit and she's told me six times today that i'm a b and c it is entirely valid and also hard to ex-nay grandma ruth out of your life so i guess my point with all this, because we we only have a certain amount of time, and I don't want it, it. This is a whole bag that I'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist, so I guess to put it in your uh, friend at the bar terms, because that's that's what I'm trying to be here with you guys. It's kind of like the friend at the bar that's like not exactly sober, but that's drunk and like can give you really good advice and like just talk to you about it. I guess what I would say is, like, have a general area of one being how does this feel and five being there's resolution. And I'm not saying any of this is going to go in order, but you kind of want, like, two being, like, how do we solve this problem? Three, working on it. Four, whatever. So um, I think what's really important to say here is um, getting rid of people out of your life is not easy. I don't know anyone who's gotten rid of people out of your life and it hasn't been hard for them um and that's valid and if it is easy that's also valid too maybe you're just like whatever i never liked you like we have a friend who dated somebody for seven years and they broke up and they had no issue with it and just sometimes that just happens and it's all valid but i want you to everyone here to know that um if you're going through an issue or you think you have an issue or you've been there, you are not alone. I'm still working on trying to exnay this specific friend from my life because it's like, well, they're my best friend, but I also never talked to them and they're an asshole, but this and this and that. And it's a lot of back and forth and it's really, really frustrating. And so anybody who has gone through that or might think they're going through it or whatever, I just want to say stay strong really understand who you are as a person and value that and do the best decision for you so if you're like if you're like i actually dread going to hang out with this person that should be your number one clue that is something is wrong and i guess that's the end of my rant yep and this will help morgan out to explain what she was trying to say the whole entire time this will help you out. Was I convoluted? A little bit. You were kind of bouncing around. Was I? Yeah. I'm sorry. But I'm, gonna just... but I'm going to connect all her thoughts and help her out real quick. Excommunicating people from your life is very difficult and it, this sucks, right? 
Okay. But here's your checklist on how to know when you need to. I didn't think I did that bad on my checklist. No, no, you didn't do it. It's terrible. It's terrible. Okay. You didn't do horrible either. But I just want to sum it all up for you, help you out. That's true. That's what I'm here for. That's you. true. I yeah. kind of unpack all my thoughts. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. Okay, be my conclusion sentence. Okay. So, um, before we hop into something exciting. Is mine boring? No, yours not boring. I'm just really hyped up. Oh, okay. okay. I get hyped up when we talk about this stuff because I'm super passionate about this stuff. Um, I have a degree in sociology, so I'm... Are you going to do my conclusion there, there is sentence? Like, but, uh, that does me being valid in what I'm going to say about excommunicating people from your life. All right, everyone has their own social group, social networks that they all like to hang out with. When, so when two people are hanging out, they are uh, there's a lot of things we check out when we have friends and things like that. Whenever that person no longer checks out why we want that person to be our friend, we want to get rid of them and excommunicate them. But here's a simple checklist for you to realize who these people are and how to not totally get rid of them out of your life because we are a whole human and you spent a long time, a lot of time with this person in general, mm -hmm. whoever you are, mm. not just Morgan and myself. I had, I have done this myself too. The biggest thing is, is that check, are they adding any value to your life? Are, is it stressful as fuck to hang out with them because they're either dropping all your all their problems on you or you're, they're becoming a problem with you? Step three. Is this person you can see yourself in the future becoming friends again after taking a break from having a friendship? Step four. If they're really a toxic individual and putting you down every single step of the way, that's a telltale sign of GTFO. Last, the last step. Excommunicating can be really harsh in certain aspects of life. So for myself, I take a more minimalist approach. I will actually reach out to the person and talk to them and express how I observed our interactions together. And sometimes in life, you just have to take a step back and be like, hey, up to this point, I enjoy having you around. I enjoy being friends with you, yada, yada. But right now, our friend, I'm going to have to put our friendship on hold because we're going on two separate paths, and I don't want to um, continue on the path I'm going. Therefore, right now, our relationship that we have with each other, our friendship we have with each other is on hold right now because I still got to do work for myself. And that's how you weed the motherfucking haters out of your motherfucking toxin life. That sounds like a really nice breakup, too. Yeah. <laughs> like, damn. Okay, well, thank you. I'm sorry you're, if I was convoluted, no, people. Yeah, you're good. Like, that's why we're here. We're bouncing ideas off of each other, and then I'm gonna be like, oh, I can help you out. That's true. We can help each other out. All right. Okay, now, Brett, the hype train is at Brett's station. <laughs> Chugga 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 choo choo. <laughs> All right, here we go. Your life is hard. Everyone's life is hard. You it just is. feel like giving up and quitting, but you don't. I wonder why. Because there's something else calling your name. Your life. So my topic is 
never giving up and never quitting because those are things we never really want to admit. Those are things that label us as failures in life. That is stuff that people say, oh, I told you so, you can't do that. Those are all things I've heard. I even heard those things before I even went on to succeed. I can't tell you how many times people have told me you can't get a college degree and sure enough, I have one hanging up on my wall. Damn. Those people are assholes. Yeah, people are assholes. Jesus. I, that was all because I was redeemed to be in a special education course for math. Okay. I was in lots of special ed maths, and I have a business degree, y'all. Yeah. So anyways, there's going to be moments in your life you're going to feel like, man, this shit is too hard. And you just want to lay down on the carpet floor and be like a fish out of water, flopping around and not knowing what the hell to do. But I'm going to tell you, you got to take that energy and prove the world wrong. Prove the people around you that you can do the things that people are telling you can't do. I have multiple people tell me, hey, you're fat is because of your genetics, so you could go fuck off. Jesus. When I tell people I want to be a personal trainer on one side of my family. And a part of me felt like I wanted to quit. Like, yeah, I could hang up being a personal trainer, just go work in some corporation or some crazy place and be unhappy for the rest of my life and not have anything fulfilling or anything like that. But instead, I told that side of me to be like, hey, you know what? Those people are not going through what you're going through right now. So it's time for me to prove them wrong again. Therefore, my reaction was to get some certifications done and get certified to be a personal trainer. So if you don't think, if you think you're the only person that people have put you down, try to knock your dick in the dirt. <laughs> All okay. Guys. <laughs> metaphors. Metaphors. Oh, sorry, my, my, my language is very colorful. You just got to look at those people and tell them you can do it. You got to use that as a driving factor that you have to believe in yourself. When no one else, because the biggest thing we have that at the end of the day is you versus yourself. Mm-hmm. No one else is going to look in the mirror and tell you you're fat, ugly, and a piece of shit. Okay? That's all on you. That is a choice that you have. Even though it doesn't feel like that's a choice that you may have and it doesn't feel like the rest of the world is going to tell you you're beautiful and stuff like that. You don't need validation from other people to keep going in your life and that does not give you an excuse to give up and just go hide away doing something you're miserable doing. There's always going to be progress that you need to make, yes. There's always going to be other steps in the process that you have to take. But a process is a process. It's not going to happen overnight that you don't feel better and you want to keep going and be like, hey, I'm on the choo-choo train now. But instead, acknowledging that, that you have the power to decide who you are and you have the power to decide how you're going to feel in the morning and you have the power to 
do what it takes to be the best version of, of yourself every single day. It's all in your hands. Oh. Yeah, you could listen to other people. You could let people dictate how you're going to live the rest of your life and not judging you if you're one of those people. But are you really ready to let those people have that much power over you? Are you ready to be, to follow them off the bridge when they decide to say jump? You gotta go check yourself. You gotta let people around you know how you feel it. I'm not telling you, you don't have to tell your life story to everyone you meet. It's a bad idea, actually. I've done yeah. it. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's. Guys, I told my life story to people who I thought were gonna be lifelong friends and then that got ripped away from me. It'll bite you in the ass. Pick and choose you want your life story to go to. Like, like, everybody says that, but like, literally, pick and choose very wisely. Okay, sorry. I'm done You're good, But I'm just, I'm saying, when people are going to put you down, you better be ready to push that floor back up and stand tall and say no. You got to stand up to the bullies around you and people trying to make, uh, make you do the things you don't want to do. You got to lick yourself in the face and be like, you know what? I'm tired of crying today. I'm tired of these tears falling. I'm tired of feeling like shit every day I wake up. So check yourself and say, I can walk out this door, be the most fabulous motherfucker on the planet and knock the world in its freaking teeth because you're a badass. Because you're a badass. And also, quitting is not an option for people. A lot of people don't have an option to lay down and quit because they have kids to feed. A lot of people don't have an option to lay down and quit because they probably have some form of medical genetics that they, like for example, my family. If I stop taking care of myself, I become obese, diabetic, and that's the life that I really don't want to live because I've seen other people live that life. The biggest thing I want you guys to take away from this segment is that when the going gets tough, just get tougher. When you need some form of mental toughness, go take a cold shower. That'll toughen you up. But also look at the world and be like, I'm going to do whatever it takes to succeed. Because your success, your plans, your business ideas, all of this stuff, your dreams are just dreams, are just ideas, unless you put the action and implementation that you could tell the rest of the world to fuck off because I can make it. And don't let other people tell you your dreams are just dreams. And if you think your dreams are just dreams, then prove them that your dreams are a reality when you start making them happen being it down the road. Because that's the biggest thing that gets me so mad when someone said, that's just a dream. You know what, guys? I'm going to tell you another little story before we end. I was in remedial English and math all throughout elementary school. And I'm not kidding. Like, I wasn't with, like, I wasn't with, like, the... Um, what 
I wasn't with the special ed kids per se, but I was with the group of kids that like they noticed in class and they're like, oh, she's calling and falling behind because she doesn't get fractions or whatever. So in elementary school, I was part of that. Then I tested out of it in middle school. And then they said, okay, well, you're okay. So you got to work really hard because you don't want to be in the intermedial sessions. And I'm like, fuck no, I don't. I don't want to be in a weird tent building with a guy in a safari outfit testing me. <laughs> he just happened to be in a safari outfit was because it was spirit week. But I was like, no, I'm away from my friends. I feel stupid as shit. I don't like this. So I made sure that I got passing grades or good grades in high school. And then I wasn't sure about being a teacher and how promising that was. So... In my opinion about myself, I feel like I went kind of a safer and smarter route, but also the pansier route, and got a business degree. It was a lot of extra studying and a lot of, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but I got a C plus and I passed it, so that's good enough. And let me tell you, friends, for, some, for, for a person who started off college getting through remedial math classes to get to remedial math classes to get to remedial math classes and having to study constantly all of them and getting C's, I'm pretty damn proud of myself for getting that degree. I don't use it now because I don't want to, but I could. And I worked my ass off to get there just to prove, like, I can get a business degree. This is fine. So if you're like, I'm not good at math or I'm not good whatever the fuck it is, like... Don't let your dreams be dreams. If you want to be a rocket scientist, then do your best to be a rocket scientist. If you want to be a ballet artist and you're like 27 like me, you might want to get into that really, really, really quick because you're supposed to start that when you're a kid. But beyond that, like, if I can do it and if Brett can do it, two people who live like in Denver, Colorado and do that with our lives, then you can do it. Yeah. So the thing is that you have the choice to whatever your calling is going to be. Yes, you can do it. And quitting should never be an option, but instead failing to try to end up learning a better way to do things, that is acceptable. And don't be afraid to fail at first. It doesn't matter how many times you fall, but how many, however many times you get up. And it's not about how many times you get back up. It's how you get back up each time. Boom. And on that note, it is your choice and it's your life. So if you decide to take the actions and the advantages to do what you are wanting to do, to push your ideas and push your dreams forward, it is your choice to live a life fulfilled. Talk to you next time, friends.